Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. That's right. It's motherfucking Friday. Thank God we made it to the end of the week. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Friday is amazing. The oh, no. only thing better than Friday is Friday, mm. which we wanted to have today, but both of us just didn't bring the little men and now it's just the two of us again sorry we're empty nesters we miss our boys but at least we have our toys and they're making noise we in the club we making noise where them boys at we need to make a playlist of like songs about the boys 100 percent. we are the boys in motion we give you our devotion boys the boys are back. Uh, the boys are back. They never left. No, they never leave when we have pillows here. You're never alone feet. when you're with Strice. With When you're with the brass and Strass and pillows. Um, so it's Friday. It's just a fabulous feeling. So well-deserved. Congratulations, you guys. Acknowledge the space that you're in. We did it. We did it. Congratulations, class of 2004. We did it. What's Can- that from? What do you think this is? Okay. Amateur hour? Okay. I'm not even dignifying that with the response. No, no, no. I just want people to know that like I was saying a movie quote, like in case they didn't know it. Like, what is she talking about? You know? Yeah, sure. So if you didn't acknowledge it, people would have been like, Claudia, it's 2022. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do Unfortunately, you understand? I understand. Can I tell you I went to the nicest event last night? Mm. So um Ben played in like a three on three basketball tournament. Obviously they lost in the first round. But Did, was that Ben who shot the three points? Yes. Look at Ben. So Ben you, Ben plays in like rail, like all these different leagues, and I never go. And he's like, I'm so good. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. What's rail? Uh, Ramaz alumni intramural league, even though Ben didn't go to Do Ramaz. Do you expect anyone who listens to the show to know what no, rail No, it's is? like a league. It's a league. Like, it's my high school alumni league, but a lot, Ben has a lot of friends who went to my high school, so they let him play. Okay, so he plays in an alumni league. And I think he also plays in Hale. In an alumni league. In an alumni league. <laughs> he also plays in Hale. Heschel alumni, his high school. Um, but so this was for uh, charity, for Big Vision. Do they ever do Rail versus Hale? They don't, but the winner of Rail should play the winner of Hale. 100%. I'll talk to Michael Abramson. He is the uh, chairman of Rail. And then it could be Nail, the New York alumni well, in Tremere League. Janelle, the Jewish New York, because there are other schools. Okay. Or It would be Jail. The Jewish, Jewish alumni in Tremere League. Yeah, Jail. Whoever wins gets <laughs> Goes Jail. To jail. Um, but so Ben played a three-on-three tournament for Big Vision, which um, 
Ben's really good friend from high school started this organization with her mom because they lost someone to addiction. And like, it's really just like the nicest organization. They were talking about it last night. Like so many people like start their journey in sobriety, but like there's no socialization in sobriety. Like I think a lot of people fall back in because like, your friends are all out partying and it's like it can be kind of lonely so they throw like so many events for sober people like basketball nights bowling like cool fun things for sober people to do and it was just like such a nice event um but ben did lose that's awesome how can people get involved if they would like to uh, bigvision.nyc bigvision.nyc i think is a website um so ben was on a team of three and like the best player like didn't come. He was like 20 minutes late and missed the first game. They're only 10 minute games. So um, it was sad. It was, um, it was sad. But then the second game, which didn't matter because they already lost, they were great. I'm like, of course you're good at this one. You right, know? in the loser round. In the loser round, yeah. But it was nice. It was nice. That is nice. I thought when, when Max didn't show up, I seriously, I thought I was going to have to play. Oh my I was God. wearing sneakers and they were like, well, we need a third. I'm like, I'm literally standing right here. And so what happened instead? Um, Luch, you remember Luch from yeah. high school? His, no one on his team showed up, so he was alone, and he joined that team. I feel like you were, you were like, dreading them asking you to play, but, like, you kind of wanted to. No, I was to. like, no, I, I couldn't possibly play. Me? <laughs> Athletic? No. Who? I mean, it was only half court, thank God. I would never have played full court. Like, running? No. But you were wearing sneakers. I was. But not a sports bra, I would imagine. Not a sports bra, and I was wearing a sweatshirt. I was already sweating just sitting on the sidelines. Like, it, it, was, it was not going to work. Got it. I would have had to been taken to the hospital. That's really nice. It was so nice. And like nice, good fun. Right. Family friendly fun. Mm -hmm. Then I went, um, went home and watched Southern Charm, which mm -hmm. I wasn't going to watch. Like when a show has been off for a while, I'm like so like not it's in the mood. It's hard to get back into stuff unless there's been a lot of press about a certain thing. You right. Know? So I like reluctantly put it on and immediately I was just like back in Charleston. It was so good. I told you I was watching regardless of what, like it was not mandatory viewing. I just love Southern Charm. It's one of my favorite shows. And it was so good to be back and have all these cast members back. We will recap at the end of the show. And I'm so glad to have it back on my screen. Me too, especially after interviewing Craig yesterday. Like it was premium. And like having spoken to Austin, I'm feeling really good about everyone. I really like everyone. Um, I like everyone except for like one or two people. We'll get there. Yeah. So should we? I guess without Should further ado, do, 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 where are you? It's time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by the new Starbucks Bia Energy Drink. Yum. With caffeine naturally found in coffee fruit, Ooh. it's energy that's good. Yeah. It's a beverage that's crafted from caffeine <laughs> naturally found in coffee fruit as well as antioxidant vitamin C. It includes three delicious fruity flavors, mango guava, raspberry lime, and pineapple passion fruit. It's a refreshing fruit, fruit flavored boost. You try saying that five times. A refreshing fruit flavored boost. Fruit flavored boost. Of feel good energy in a way that only Starbucks can deliver. The cans are 12 ounces. They have 90 calories and 100 and 60 milligrams of caffeine so if you're looking for a caffeine Damn, son. alternative to coffee whether you don't like coffee like me or you're just like trying to quit quit the habit check out starbucks buy they're so good mango guava is fabulous we have them in the studio it's a great thing to drink before the show starbucks buy energy drinks are available nationwide online at grocery stores convenience stores and gas stations nationwide Great. Thank you so much for that, Claudia. It's a pleasure Our first, doing business with you. It's a pleasure doing business with you. It, it really People is. always say, like, how can you guys work together? I how know. can you, like, be sisters and work together? And, I'm like, like, how do you work with strangers? How do you have to, like, go... I guess we don't really insult like insult each other, but we can talk to we can talk straight to one another. You know, yeah. I can't imagine if like I had an issue with my partner like having to no, make like, time to talk about it. No, and then it's like awkward because you're like talking to a stranger. You know, yeah. And there's no like no matter even if we had the worst argument 
on the planet about the business. Like, we would never break up because we're literally bound by blood. Like, right. our family would kill us. Right. So, like, when other, like, when you think of Call Her Daddy, like, if they were sisters, never would have happened. Yeah, but then you think of the Jonas Brothers, and it's like, how could that happen? But that's, like, Hollywood, disgusting venom getting in people's brains, And you that's know? why we don't want to make it to Hollywood. No, that's, that's why, why we, we live stay here. stay on the low. That's, yeah, that's why we're, like, so low key. For the sake of our relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's why, for sure. <laughs> it's so important to us. No, in Hollywood, they call us every day. They're like, Claudia, Jackie, come please out come. Here. And we say, no, we can't. We're we wouldn't do that. oriented Because, you know, Caroline Manzo said, blood is thicker than water. She did. She was right. It is thicker. Our first story, our favorite girl is flirting on Hot Ones. Khloe Kardashian reveals her biggest turn on on Hot Ones with host Sean Evans. So Khloe got a little turned on Thursday during a Hot Ones interview with host Sean Evans. The First We Feast YouTube series has celebrity guests answer questions while eating increasingly hot chicken wings. Early on in the interview, which was filmed on June 9th, according to a source close to the show. Okay, so like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He congratulated the star on her new house and complimented, quote, what I have to say is without hyperbole, the most organized and impressive kitchen pantry I've ever seen in my life. She said, quote, I don't know if you're flirting with me, but that's the, fl that's the best flirting you could ever give me, complimenting my pantry. Okay, so I watched the interview. First of all, I have to say, you know, Chloe spoke a lot this season about how she gets like terrible anxiety from interviews, mm -hmm. not from doing them, but like from the aftermath. It's like always something, people taking things out of context. And I always think this when I watch Hot Ones, like we've seen these people get interviewed a thousand times. This guy, Sean, asks the most random questions. Like he never asks like a classic dumb question. He's so he like- He doesn't ask what inspires you? No, like he's he's- asking the most random things that like I've literally forgotten about so it's always like much more insightful than like a typical late night interview it's mm -hmm. and it's in depth it's 22 minutes you watched it what did he ask her okay he was asking her a lot about her house a lot of her about her fitness journey they talked about her complex cover which I totally forgot about and she talked about how that was like such a big deal for her and it's still like one of her favorite things she's ever done because she's she never was like the sexy girl and like her ass is out on complex and she was like I love it it's the best but it really did highlight like how different she looks because that was like OG Chloe when she was starting her fitness journey yeah um compared to the Chloe we're seeing now Chloe also did make it through every single one of the chicken wings which not everyone does which was like a huge badge of honor wow her makeup she was hysterically crying choking her makeup was running down her face oh my god I think they touched her up because like she had black streaks coming down and then like they did go away. Like I think she had like a minute to get touched up. Um, but she was like a true girly. Like she, a good sport. She did the whole thing. And I really, every time I watch that show, I really like that guy, Sean. Like he's so insightful and like really just doesn't ask questions you would think of asking. I'm like trying to think of the ones he asked, but they were so fucking random. Like a lot about Good American. Like, he's like, well, is it harder to make a dress? Like, it was just, he was asking, like, he doesn't know about clothing. He was asking about her skincare and, like, actually was taking notes. She's like, he's like, I don't do skincare, but, like, what are, like, the three things I need? She was like, SPF. She's like, Vaseline is a really good, affordable thing. She said she slicks Vaseline under her eyes every night to stop wrinkles. Um, and she was just being like so the Chloe that we know she was being like cute and funny and it was an amazing interview that's so exciting now I need to watch it and also I just hope this maybe opens her up to doing more non-traditional interviews because podcasts. I do feel podcasts <laughs> I do feel like when she does the the circuit, you know, the late night talk shows, it's a lot of the same stuff. It's a lot of the same viewers and, and they can be nasty. Yeah. You know what, here in the digital space, like we love everyone. Yeah, I mean, the digital space can be particularly nasty sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, let me no, keep No, you're right. And here at the Morning Toast, like we'll talk about your pantry all day. No, like 
I couldn't even think of one negative thing to say about Chloe. No. Because everything that people like say negative about her, like she photoshops her photos, like I fully stand behind her doing that. Like look what society did to this girl who was like literally five pounds overweight when she was a teenager. Look what they made her. Like she's yeah. scarred. She's hurt. I take her side on everything. No, like people get so bent out of shape about like Photoshop and filters and it's like, sure, it's not great. Who but cares? there's worse things. Kim, there's people that are dying. Literally. Like, so uh, if Chloe came on here, I wouldn't have one negative thing to say. Like I could rack my brain mm. for it and I wouldn't. Nothing. Nary a thing. I think a lot of times when there's like Kardashian backlash, most of the time I think it's nonsense. Sometimes I'm like, all right, I could see how you can make that argument. For Chloe, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Like I don't agree with one piece of negative feedback that she gets. Yeah. Ever. I'd have to rack my brain, but yeah, she's a queen. And I'm it's glad. a great interview. Wait, so the article's making it seem like they were flirting. Do you, was there a vibe? There was like something. Like it wasn't. Is this was, guy single? I don't know. Should we add him to the list? I don't know. There wasn't like a vibe, but like they were talking like a little like. Flirty. Yeah. And yeah. Chloe acknowledged it. She was like, look at me like flirting. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it was, it was I steamy could, and it wasn't just the wings. I could see her with like a digital, digital personality. personality. That's just what she needs. That's just what she needs. And he's 36. Perfect. She's like, a, what, 38? Like yeah. around there? She might be around 36. Let me see. That would be perfect. I don't, does it say if he's married or not? It doesn't say. He's like, he's like a digital personality who has like a private life. She's 37. Perfection. Perfection. Okay. We ship. Ship is coming in. Yeah, because I never heard of him as a digital. I don't, I don't watch Hot Ones. You don't? I know that you really like it. He, um, I think he started the whole thing, like, it's owned by like a media company and it was like a web show and you know there's a million media companies that have dumbass web shows that nobody cares about this one just took off and started getting like really huge views amazing guests the first one I ever saw was Jonas Brothers which was hysterical because they were like answering answering <laughs> really like serious questions like about Nick breaking up the band while they were vomiting like they yeah. were literally dry heaving it oh was so good Chloe I have to say even though she made it through and she was like dying she held her composure the whole time her posture was perfect she had a napkin on her lap even though she had tears streaming down no. her eyes and she was coughing sucking on ice cubes she maintained like a level of elegance Poise. that was admirable this picture of her she looks unreal she looked I loved her outfit like she looked great it was an amazing interview for Chloe and I want to give as much positive feedback as I can because I think she's used to doing interviews and getting exclusively negative feedback yeah even the comments were like I mean I don't really like the oh. Kardashians but you have to give Chloe credit like for making it through all the things like they were they were positive but if, I hate that people have to preface like I mean the Kardashians are like idiots but like <laughs> this wasn't bad yeah like you're an idiot actually get <laughs> off your computer yeah I could never do anything like this not that anyone's asking me but I couldn't have you would be the worst no no literally Tabasco is like they go up to like level it's like 150 out of the spice like barometer. I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally Carolina Reaper. Like you take one bite, but it kills you. That's me when I have Tabasco. Yeah. I don't actually, I've never had Tabasco. It reminds me of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. Bill Aiden versus Joe Gorga. Mm -hmm. Bill Aiden should go on the show. <laughs> Answer some questions. But now it's gotten so big. Like it used to be like kind of niche. Mm -hmm. Now it's like a, a stop on the circuit for. It's like hardcore karaoke. Like yeah. But uh, Speaking Which is good. Carpool Karaoke. James Corden said that he recently filmed a Carpool Karaoke with like the biggest name in music right now. So obviously I'm thinking Taylor Swift because she's never done it. Mm, I don't think so. Who do you think? I wouldn't describe Taylor Swift as the biggest name in music right now. Billie Eilish? Lizzo? I have to think. I feel like it's someone like Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Speaking of Jack Harlow, as a follow-up from yesterday, uh, Chris Brown released like his album, like who's on it, and like there's... Literally so many people on it, and Jack Harlow is one of them. So, 
No good. Not cool. Our next story, inside Lenny Kravitz's island trailer that was also Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn's love nest. Right, because like nobody really cares about his trailer. <laughs> but I did see paparazzi pictures of Joe and Taylor in the ocean kissing, which is so not Taylor. Like She evades paparazzi like it's her business. So if they got to her, it was like a total fluke moment. And then the article was like, they're staying in a trailer by the beach. I'm like, Taylor Swift is staying in a trailer? Yeah. Now it makes sense. Lenny Kravitz's trailer. Over the years, Lenny Kravitz has been living the simple life in the Caribbean, and this past weekend, he gave Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, a taste of it. The longtime couple were spotted in the Bahamas on the island of... Eleuthera canoodling, in Eleuthera. The Eleuthera canoodling in the ocean on Sunday and Kravitz's silver Airstream trailer was seen situated in the back. I just can't see Taylor. I mean, I know she like tours, so she spends a lot of time in like RVs and like tour buses. I just can't see like our queen in a trailer, you know? Yeah. And with your boyfriend, you it's know? It's like so small. And you really get to know someone. The picture I saw, it's like it's like an RV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on wheels. It's really, and the inside looks like a tour Sickening. bus. Yeah. But for a girl who's probably always on tour, I don't know why you would choose to do this. Yeah. But I'm sure it brought them closer together. Also, speaking of Taylor, did you see she posted this on Carolina today from Where, Where the, the Crawdads Sing? Yes, this morning I was inundated with the new Luke Combs album. Mm-hmm. So I exclusively listened to that while I got ready for the show. Me too. And I need like a personal moment for I a Taylor Swift song. I clip on Instagram. With scenes from the movie. Are you going to see the movie? Did you read the book? I read the book. It's amazing. Oh, really? Truly amazing. I don't think you should read the book. I, that's what I've been told. People are like, you're not going to like You're it. not going to like it. You would like it if you finished it, but you wouldn't enjoy the experience of reading it. I feel that. Um, so I think you'll like the movie, and I will definitely see the movie. Got it. Okay. I mean, now that Taylor Swift is involved, I'll obviously see it too. Like, that book is the biggest book since... The Bible. It's one of the, like, it's literally Fahrenheit been 451. on the bestsellers list for, like, 200 weeks. That's so crazy. So crazy. But it is that good, at least. You know what else is crazy? How, like, Taylor Swift has been, like, dominating the TV and movie industry. Like, I guess it's because now she's in charge of the masters that she owns. And she's, like, wanting to make as much money off possible. But, like, literally, the summer I turned pretty on Amazon Prime. They must have used 15 Taylor Swift songs. Wow. Every episode had, like, one or two. Now everyone's associating where the crowd sing, like, with Taylor Swift. She's, like, becoming, like, a mogul. Yeah, she's she already becoming was. one. She's, like, she's giving mogul energy this week. Yeah. It Without, must be fun to be able to license your songs to movies and TV shows that you really like. And that you have full control over. Like, before, I'm sure her label was, like, giving it out to, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's like, if you love this movie, like, you can be a part of it if you want to, even though you're not an actress, technically. Right. Also, people really associate, like, movies or shows with, like, a certain song or a soundtrack. Yes. And it's like, you get to choose what you want to be a part of. Like, and I'm sure she reads a lot. I'm sure she read Crawdads and mm-hmm. probably read The Summer I Turned Pretty and was like, I hear my songs for this book. Yeah. And then she can just make that happen. That's, like, so cool. That's also, like, Reese Witherspoon can, like, read a book and be like, this should be a movie. I'll make it. Done. Done. Um, and then she could be like... I see this as, you know, Laura Dern. Done. No, and then she could be Dern. like, oh, this is a <laughs> Laura Dern. Um, and then she can also be like, oh, this character is so fabulous. She needs a stunning actress to play her. Me. You and, know? And I need a job. No, it's actually Me. like so cool how she can literally like make herself the biggest movie star in the world whenever she wants. Yeah. No, and she can just like manifest her favorite books into existence and then put herself at the front and center in the way that she sees fit because there's nothing worse than your favorite book being turned into a horrendous movie or tv show with a cast that you would never choose i've never seen my favorite book being turned into but i've seen like book books that i've liked 
turn into TVs and movie shows. Um, obviously, the summer I turned pretty exceeded all of my expectations. The Hating Game, that mm-hmm. Lucy Hale, it was like a fine book and a fine movie. It wasn't like life changing, but I think that's like it. When Luckiest Girl Alive comes out, like that is the pressure I will put. Like yeah. for me, that is. I was watching this TikTok went viral of people sharing their favorite books, like a guy on the street, and everyone was giving like it was much older people, so it wasn't like Evelyn Hugo, but everyone was literally saying Fahrenheit 451, George Orwell the Bible, like the classics. And I was like, where are the young people? Because why is nobody saying Luckiest Girl Alive? Yeah. So that's what you would say. I feel like you would say Evelyn Hugo. (sighs) I like them both really equally. Okay, I have two favorite books. I don't know what my number one favorite book is. I have a lot. Maybe you haven't read it yet. How exciting is that? Yeah, I wish. (laughs) I wish. I'm still reading this book. I started two weeks ago and I have to read the Redheads book in like 24 hours. Is that Run, Rose, Run? No, we that are done month? with Run, Rose, Run. Actually, this month's book is called Girls with Bright Futures. It's about, like, I, don't, I haven't started it yet, but the description is, like, the college admissions process mm. and, like, some competition. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Who chose it? Rebecca. Sounds and good. she got it from the Redheads Facebook group, so she said if you don't oh, like it, that's okay. where you can take out I your I took anger. my first recommendation from the Redheads Facebook group. What was it? Okay. I'm still reading it right now, but, like, I was I'm, I'm getting, like, desperate. Like, I stalked Kenzie Elizabeth's book club post till the bottom. Mm-hmm. I found one great book and then I was out. So I only was reading ones that she gave five stars. So then I went to the Redheads and I was just like reading comments. And I I guess I didn't read enough because I just like chose this one book because I read the description and it was like, if you love The Summer I Turned Pretty and you love Taylor Swift, you will love this book. It's literally Taylor Swift meets The Summer I Turned Pretty. It's called The Summer of Broken Rules and it is so stupid. I feel like a fucking 14 year old. Like it's actual, like it's not even young adult. It's young kids like Like, I think they call like middle school like it's it's something I probably would have read like in the seventh grade at camp damn and I'm I hate not finishing books like I hate only if it's like really terrible and it's not terrible I just feel dumb every time I watch it what are you doing bitch relax I'm not 30 I'm 27 for two more weeks (laughs) um that's crazy no shut up shut up um so yeah I'm just like feeling embarrassed when I get to the end of the year and I look over the books that I read it will be literally uh books for children toddlers and porn and that's just a little little bit bit about about you (laughs) that's just a little bit about me so taylor swift our humble queen vacationing in a trailer you'd love to see it i feel like she went to all these lengths not to get paparazzi like as she always does Mm -hmm. um and she still ended up getting paparazzi so i am feeling for her yeah the trailer wasn't wasn't even effective but i'm glad she's taking some time for herself you know 100 percent. normalize taking vacation maybe she's taking if you can get there maybe she's taking vacation to prep for something big coming up yeah like, girl, like, it's been a while since Red let, TV. Okay, but let her live. Like, you're one of, being one of these, like, toxic fans who doesn't let their faves take a break. Bitch, literally, that album came out in November, first of all. Uh, she's, the songs are already written. She just needs to get in the studio and sing them. <laughs> and, like, we can't get new music till we're done with this re-recording. So it's like, get it out. I'd honestly be happy if she just dumped them all at once, you know? And I know she's, like, making a moment because they're all going to go number one, even if they didn't go number one the first time. I get it. Like, girl, like, come on. It's 2022. We started this journey in 2020. Was it 2020? I think it was November 2020 when she was officially allowed. Yeah, but then we had to wait till, like, April for... For for Fearless. Fearless. And then November. It's just like, it's let's go. Oh, okay. Let's go. Okay. Our next story is brought to you... <clears throat> a little brought to you <laughs> by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only case. 
What any of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burned out and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. There's no time, there's no bad time to start taking care of yourself. Self-care looks like talking about your feelings. So BetterHelp is here and you can do it from the comfort of your own home, which is so nice. And the Morning Toast listeners are getting 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. Thank you. Our next story... YouTuber David Dobrix is sued for $10 million by former Vlog Squad member Jeff Wittick after a near-fatal stunt. David Dobrik and Jeff Wittick's falling out has officially crossed over into legal territory. According to court documents obtained by E! News on June 23rd, former Vlog Squad member Wittick is suing David Dobrik for $10 million in damages relating to, quote, general negligence and intentional tort following a near-fatal accident that occurred in June 2020. In the complaint filed in L.A., Jeff said that due to the actions of David Dobrik, he has suffered from, quote, wage loss, hospital and medical expenses, and loss of earning capacity. In uh, Jeff's 2021 YouTube docuseries, Don't Try This at Home, the YouTuber shared details behind the incident that he said caused damage to both his face and skull. Explaining that he was trying to make a funny video with a group of vloggers while they were in Utah, Jeff said that at one point, the group decided to place an excavator vehicle in a lake and swing people around from a rope. In his video, Jeff said that David Dobrik was in the driver's seat of the excavator when it was his turn to participate. He said, quote, I tried to make a goddamn funny video for people, but this is where I made a mistake. I forgot the biggest fucking idiot I know was driving it. Almost a year later, David Dobrik addressed the incident on his Views video podcast. He said, quote, in March 2022, David said, the Jeff thing is the fucking worst. That day is like the worst, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I wish I would fucking do anything to take that day back and be like, I wish it was me up there. And it's a shitty, it's an accident. And that's what it was. It's an accident. Later in the episode, he added that at the end of the day, I was the one fucking driving it. It was my video. He got hurt because I was driving. That's it. And I fucking know that. And like I said, any chance I would get, I would take that back. That'll be the biggest regret of my life, my entire life. I really hope there's not a moment that I regret as much as that one. I mean, I've been confused about this Jeff David thing because, like, at first when it happened, they were, like, cool. And then Jeff was, like, making videos. And I didn't know if it was, like, satire or not. He was, like, talking shit about David. Then they were, like, spotted together. So I never really knew, like, if they were seriously, like, upset about this. Because, obviously, it's horrible. And it was an accident. So, like, I didn't know if they were actually, like, feuding it in real life over this. Now, I guess with this lawsuit, they obviously are. There's a rumor going around on TikTok that Camille Vasquez is representing David Dobrik. Oh, wow. Um, which, like, if I needed a lawyer right now, I'd call Camille up too, so I get it. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that's what people on the internet think. Um, well, I wonder what his defense will be because he's admitted, like, this was my fault, I fucked up. Right. You know, so... But does, does like, a lawsuit, like, can you be sued for an accident? Like, is that dumb? Yeah, of course. People like, it wasn't slip all the time, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and then they... Yeah, I guess that's true. So, like, I think Jeff Wittick probably has a pretty good case, especially given the fact that I think before this incident, the dynamics in the vlog squad, which were created by David, like were extremely toxic, where like everyone who was in the vlog squad except for David was like these dancing monkeys, like doing crazy things, saying crazy things just to get included and like be a part of the squad. So I think when, if this goes to court and like Jeff Wittick's lawyers like paint a picture of what it was like to be a member of a vlog squad, I don't think it was very fun. Like I think it was extremely toxic. 
Yeah, and you like create this culture of like chaos and and recklessness and rewarding and then, the most reckless. Right, and then accidents happen. Obviously, and sorry, David Dobrik, why the fuck are you driving an excavator? You need like a special license for that. Right, and just the concept of going to the middle of a lake, putting an excavator in, and swinging your friends around is so fucking stupid. Yeah. And this is where, like, YouTube, like, prank culture mm-hmm. is so dumb. It's like, was it worth it? No. No. Whenever, like, I see these, like, unless you're, like, a trained professional. Like, the Red Bull is always hiring these, like, trained, not pranksters, but, like, what's the word? Like, uh, stuntmen. Stuntmen. Like, to, you know. Jump out of a helicopter. Jump out of a helicopter. Jump up from the Earth's surface. But, like, they're fully trained people who try. Right. These, like, amateur YouTubers who, like, literally take cars and go up mountains and, like, flip them. It's so stupid and dangerous. And, like, let this be a lesson to everyone. Like, it's not worth the views. Find another niche. Like, knit. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Does David Dobrik, do you think, has $10 million? You know, it's tough because for a while, like, I think he definitely did. He bought this big house and then he was Cancellation Central. Mm -hmm. So that app he was working on that had like huge investors from huge venture capitalists, like they cut him out of it. So he's not even a part of it. I think a lot of his revenue went down. I don't think as many people listen to his podcast, listen, watch his vlogs. So he definitely has an income. He's not like, you know, going to be out on the streets, but I don't think he has the money that we all were used to. Like he, in his old videos, he used to like give away $10,000 every video right. and get a sponsor to sponsor his video, which was probably like a hundred grand. And it was a couple a week. So I don't know where he's at financially now. He's definitely taken a hit. He probably has $10 million. So like, remember that puzzle too that yes. everyone bought? Yeah, I bought two and I never played them. I could literally still have $100,000. They're the hardest fucking puzzle of all time. The pieces are tiny. Damn. Tiny. And they're all green. That was a good idea. It also, was a good idea. completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. I think you would like my coffee today. Oh. Would you give it a shot? Sure. What's in it? It's a cold brew with hazelnut creamer. And it's like very sweet because I just started using a creamer delightful i'll send you all the ingredients Mm. stunning truly stunning oh my gosh so it's just cold brew you guys and i started using coffee mate creamer i've used it hazelnut sugar-free and it's amazing i actually like sometimes it's too sweet i'm sorry and like one stevia will you ever use coffee mate and not feel like a 97 year old jewish woman it is so niche like no i I know everyone uses it i never used it before but they they have it at like synagogue it's like so jewish even though like i'm sure it's not everyone uses it but my personal like memory attached is just like old jewish women they love it no it's so good now i get it yeah so i'll make you one one day i would love that i would love that coffee with harry coffee with harry okay are you ready for our next story sure some TV news that makes sense. The Umansky family will be starring in a new Netflix reality show about real estate. Kyle Richards won't be the only member of her family starring on reality TV for much longer. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star's husband, Mauricio Umansky, who owns real estate company The Agency, is set to star in Netflix's new real estate series called Buying Beverly Hills. The series, which comes out this fall, follows the agents and clients within the agency as they navigate the high-stakes world of luxury real estate in L.A., according to a press release. Kyle's daughters, Farah and Alexia, who are also both real estate agents, will star alongside Mauricio in the series' eight. 40-minute episodes. I think this is so genius. First of all, it's the Selling Sunset of it all, like beautiful homes. And I find Selling Sunset homes, um, because they're all in like West Hollywood, to be like kind of boring. Like they're all the same. They all look like prisons, like marble, no color. But the homes that Mauricio sells are like estates in Beverly Hills. They're so different, like aesthetically. I think the houses are going to be so sick. I love a family reality show. I think like 
Kyle's family is really made for it. Like all the girls, they all work together. I think this is like genius. This seems like a no brainer. And I think it's gonna like take Mauricio like business wise to like an insane level. Like yeah. what, like think of what Netflix did for the Oppenheim group when nobody had ever heard of the Oppenheim group. And like a lot of us have heard of the agency. They're already extremely successful with offices all over the country in Mexico. I think that Kyle's about to buy like a new house. Like she's, I think this is gonna change her life. Like. Even yeah, more. and now it's like, of course, I think Kyle will be on Beverly Hills for a very long time, but now she has the Netflix connection. That's No, not only that, if it doesn't work out, she can always be on, it's really like a family show. She can be on that show. It's like Lisa Vanderpump and Pump, Pump Rules. Rules. Like, yeah. She's still on TV. Yeah. She doesn't have to deal with the dynamics of the women. I wouldn't be surprised if like Kyle, you know, puts up with less than she Usually. would have done because she can always just go join Netflix. No, I didn't even think of it that way and that must be like so nice, like a safety net. Like yeah, I can I leave like the show and still be on the TV, maybe even an even bigger show. Since Kyle has been a housewife, she's always trying new products, hustling. Like she did her own show. She's done movies. She does her clothing line and like I think this is obviously the next iteration but I think this is it. You know? Yes. She, you know, on all the franchises we get housewives like with their companies Except we don't really get that on Beverly Hills. Like, we've had a few, of course, like, who could forget the Maluf Hoof, the, the vodka, Rose, Vanderpump Rosé. But they're, like, they're kind of above that, like, starting skincare businesses. But Kyla's, like, always doing that with her, like, fashion shows. And it's like, Wah. so hopefully we get less of that, honestly. Yeah. I think this is great. I think it's a no-brainer, 100% genius. And our fifth and final story, our fifth and final story on the fifth and final day of the week. It's Woo-hoo. always... Sad, and it's usually a weird story. Okay, what is it? Uh, the one that got away is a terrifying new dating show that dredges up singles' pasts. New Netflix show, right? On an Amazon Prime, oh. the new reality series, The One That Got Away, is a group of singles sent back to the dating drawing board. The idea is to see if their sparks end up flying again with missed connections from their past. This premieres on June 24th on Amazon Prime, and it's hosted by singer Betty Who. This sounds like an ad, but it's not. By the way, Betty Who, I love is that. the host, and the show follows six contestants. They each come face-to-face with a portal, an entrance to the set that's obscured by clouds of dry ice. And as each wannabe lover waits nervously, water... Whatever. Somebody, so from, they're, they're meeting- somebody from their past emerges from the mist, a childhood friend, a law school cu- crush, a flirt from a work conference, an old college study buddy. I kind of feel like this is like kind of a great idea. I agree. This is not an ad. You're right. It does sound like it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I think Amazon is now getting in the game because Netflix has like all these crazy experiments and they do really well. Um, so if, if they maintain the same level of like production value, it could be good because I think this is an interesting concept. There's literally like a trope, especially on TikTok, when it's like I'm at my wedding, but like my fourth grade crush shows up by like you'll always have like something in your heart for people and a lot of people don't re-explore that right and also like but sometimes you do and it can be rather beautiful and you know sometimes you have to look to your history in order to understand your future you know what this is like that amazing Anna Faris movie what's your number how so? Oh, She yeah. goes back with all right, the guys because right, right. she doesn't want to sleep with more guys. So right. she goes and sees if there's any potential with anyone she's dated That's in her past. That's an amazing movie. Is it Josh Jumel? No, it's Chris. Chris, one of the Chris's. Pine. Captain America. Evans. Evans. Is it? I think it's Chris Pine. No, no, no. It's Evans. Okay. Yeah, no, sure. you're right. It's, yeah, it's Chris Evans. Um, it's such a good movie. Like, so, you guys watch it. We've given so many good movie recommendations this, this week. week. Yeah. You know what? We need to start writing down like these best movies that are like underrated because sometimes I'm looking for a movie. Movies. What's your number? You know what else goes in that category? Win a date with Chad Hamilton. Okay, Chad Hamilton. And you know what else goes in that category? Click. Bad teacher. Yes. Click. 
No. No? Okay. No, that's just like nostalgic movie. But oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sure, yeah. You no, I'll just go. It's you fine. misunderstood the assignment. You're such a bad teacher. <laughs> um, okay, should we dive into TV recap of Southern Charm? Yes, please, because you want to know why? He's got money. He's, He's in magazines. magazines. He's got more honey than any honeybees. Ba-ba-doo. ba It's easy as the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. By the way, ooh. Bra- ooh. <laughs> Bravo has such iconic. I know. Like, you know that it's our time. Also, These are the, the best days of your life. Also, we run LA. The best one. Like, the housewives don't really, they have like, do, 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 you know, like, they have their score. jingle. But the, like, random ass, like, indie songs that they choose for the non housewives show. Like, what Chef's else? Kiss. There's really not that many. Yeah. So Babaru is brought to you by Figs. They're on a mission to make awesome scrubs suited for the women, not the women, sorry, suited for the awesome humans working in healthcare. Forget boxy, itchy cotton scrubs. Figs are engineered to be ridiculously soft and incredibly durable. Using their innovative technical comfort technology, Figs blends comfort, style, and durability into high-performance scrubs that help you perform at your best. So they're functional. They're modern scrubs with a focus on design, function, and comfort. They're proprietary four-way stretch fabric for a ridiculously soft feel. They're moisture wicking, anti-wrinkle, and anti-odor thanks to Silvador antimicrobial technology. And if you don't know where to start, their super popular core scrubs never go out of stock or style. Now, obviously, I'm not a nurse, but I value comfortable clothing, and I do own a pair of figs, the core um, scrubs. And I just think there's nothing better than lounging around in stretchy, soft clothing, and figs is there for you. So figs believes that awesome humans in healthcare deserve scrubs that match. Head to wearfigs.com and use code TOAST to get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com, code TOAST for that. 15% off. Gorgeous. Um, Southern Charm. So I don't know if it's because like Craig was just here, but like the way I stand Craig and the way I'm like proud of him for standing up for himself. And it's like pissing me off that like Austin and Craig, uh, Austin and Shep are flipping. Here's what's going on. Like Craig was treated like shit for so many years and he like dug himself out of this like hole he was in made himself a successful business, successful lawyer, successful relationship, and realized like the people in his life who were bringing him down and keeping him down are not really his friends. So he decided like for his, you know, own success and own ha- mental health, like to step away from those friendships. And Craig, Shep and Austin are twisting it like you got successful and you forgot who you were. Like that's not what it is. Like no, not it's at so all. lame and no. it's a lie. He got successful and realized he deserved better. Right. And that these people weren't here for him and they did not serve him. No, and maybe the reason why he didn't get his act together for so long was because he was being treated like a kid. Yeah. No, and it just you could maybe watch a show and be like, oh, maybe he did leave Shep behind with his success. Then we cut to Shep calling his dog Craig, and we're like, oh, no, never mind. Now we, now I remember. No, and then you cut to his interview, Shep's... Confessional. It? Confessional. Like, why would I go to a retail store that sells pillows? Like, that's, first of all, so rude. They sell more than pillows. Two, a Pringle was just there, like, to support your friend. Right, you don't go to a store? Yeah. So it's, it's honestly really clear, even though I think Shep is doing everything in his power to make it seem like he's not jealous. Like, he's so jealous. Yeah. And, like, because Shep is coming off of, like, not a great couple years in terms of seasons of Housewives. Uh, Housewives. Seasons of Southern <laughs> Charm. And also, as Craig was telling us, like, he has an even worse season this year. So, like, 
it's like the roles have reversed. Shep had a ba- uh, Craig had a bad couple seasons, and now yeah. Shep is having them. Craig had a bad couple seasons personally, but the audience has always like loved him, and he's never done anything to hurt like us. You know, he's yeah. just like was in a hole himself, and this whole dynamic. And after talking to Craig, I, I'm glad we spoke to him because I probably would have put more stock into like the, the Naomi, Naomi thing, thing. Uh, and because it's like obviously Craig and Paige are everything. She looked incredible and like it's a really hard room to walk into yeah no they're everything I love them so much but like I once felt that way about Craig and Naomi I know and And if it weren't for Paige I would still feel that way and just to see like that there is some sort of glimmer not that there is any hope but that like there kind of was I thought these two would never speak again like it's strange like when it was bad it was really bad and like the fact that like the way Naomi talks about him like she was the he was the biggest love she ever had it's just so nostalgic I know and like I want to give in to those feelings but I've I ride so hard for Paige yeah 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 of Um, course I hate that they're like making it a thing and I will say what I fucking love about Craig is like he has no secrets from Paige like Paige knows about Natalie and knows about Naomi and the fact that Austin went over to Paige in like spite and was like oh do you know that Craig fucked Natalie First of all, yeah, she does know that. And second of all, you're such a shitty friend. And then he's surprised that Craig never told him that he hooked up with Naomi in Vegas. Like, obviously, you're horrible. Horrible. I, like, I'm hating Austin and Craig. I know. I mean, Austin and Shep. I keep saying. Me too. But the more I hear about Paige and Craig's relationship, like, the more I love. And then there's the whole Naomi and Catherine thing. So... That's surprising because remember, it's so crazy how much the show has been through. And like, if you guys have been watching from the beginning, like it used to be so twisted. And you know who I was thinking about while I was watching last night? That piece of shit, JD. Remember him? Oh my God, of course. Awful, awful, awful. man. And remember when it was like, the show was really like a boys club. Yep. And they were so mean, mean, especially to Catherine. But then there was one season where the girls started coming out of the woodwork and they they linked up. They all like got together before they went over to Shep's house one night. And it was Naomi. It was Catherine. And it was like Danny. And it was so nice to see them come together. And that's really when the tide started to turn. So to see Naomi and Catherine at odds just really hurt my heart. No, it's definitely sad. But like if I was friends with Cam, I would be mad at Catherine too. Duh. Like what she did, first of all, baseless accusation. Cameron's not even on the show anymore. It was fucked up. And I think Naomi's being a good friend by saying that. Right. Catherine is unwell. Like, first of all, what was going on with her lipstick? Her whole bottom half of her face was red. I know, because she was peeling from her retinol, she said. Oh, I thought it was her lipstick, like, getting all... I was like, someone... She was giving Dorinda... I think her makeup was falling off because her face was flaking from retinol. Got it. And the way she was talking to her boyfriend was so disgusting. Like, I was shook. Like... I'm going back to my house. Bitch, you literally live there together. Like, right. I was just thinking, do you have another house? No. Like, she was just like, you're not welcome. Like, because also the way that she even described, she was like, we moved in together and we decorated our place together. And I was like waiting for a butt because that's just, it sounded like half a sentence. Yeah. Because remember last season she was living in a house mm-hmm. and she was driving a Bentley and everyone mm-hmm. was like, she's spending above her means. Like, what happened to the house? No, but the apartment's nice. And she was fixing up. It was her grandma's house that her yeah. grandma gave her. What happened to it? I don't know. They're, every season, Southern Charm, people are in new houses. Especially Catherine. Yeah. And uh, Naomi's house? I think it's oh. her parents' house. Oh, okay. Because okay, I was like, that's a big so house. It looked like also that girl, Olivia's house, who was living with her parents. Yes, yes. That's obviously like a really wealthy part of Charleston. Uh, need one of those houses on the water. Like, so sickening. The- Olivia's house was so nice, mm-hmm. and Naomi, Naomi's bedroom, like that little sitting area, I was shook. Yeah, gorgeous. that has to be her parents' house. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, it was so nice. It was really, really nice. So, what were we just saying? Oh, Catherine, Catherine and Naomi. So, Catherine is just insane, and she was so drunk, and like Naomi kept her composure because there's literally no sense in arguing with someone who's in a state of mind like that. It's fruitless. Yeah, no, and she gets so indignant, and like when she leaves, and it's just like, 
there's no talking to her. No, and she was like, Naomi, you think you're better than me. And she actually never said that. But by the way you're acting, like I would say Naomi is better than you in this moment. And, yeah, it was a low moment. So you were like literally, you were creating it was a that self narrative. self-fulfilling prophecy. Thank you. I couldn't create, like think of the, the phrase. Um, and then Madison showed up looking so sickening. I literally forgot how stunning she was. Um, and Austin was just giving off giving off losery vibes. And I felt for Olivia. She's like, literally, why am I here? Yeah. No, and Austin is always just like, no, I finally opened my eyes. I saw the light and, you know, it's over. And if that were true, like, he wouldn't care that Madison is in the room. He's so obsessed with her. And I just love her. I love her. And I love the way she, like, makes him so angry. Yeah. Like, just her mere presence, like, infuriates him. Yeah. I love it. Someone said something to her and she had the best comeback. And I was just like, she's just that girl. She also, like, doesn't give a fuck. No. And her talking to Paige was, like, everything. I'm like, yes, queen energy, staying out of things. Like, I really love the women of Southern Charm. So do I. Much more than the men. Yeah. Except the- Craig is, like, my my favorite oh of course and the thing is i actually do like the men most of the time just on the show they just are terrible yeah men and when they're like in charleston and like their element they're just like man children yeah and that's what the whole show has been like all i mean it used to be thomas but now shep is 42 i know when they were talking about their ages i'm like shep you're literally like too old to be playing these games 42 like and you're still like ragging on your friend who's like successful and you're still you know not wanting to put labels on things with this right. amazing girl. It's such a joke. Yeah. I have to say, I have so much love in my heart for Pringle. Like, the way I still ship him in Madison, like, you know, two single parents, like, I'm obsessed. Um, And that scene where they went to the store was so nice because, first of all, that store? That it's not store. a store. It's a store. No, and it's, like, in places, like, on the main street, you know, there are stores like that that just like sell pillows and things. Of course, and it's like, like a pottery barn. Why not Craig's store? It's, it's so n- well like, done. It's so nice. And it's not just like, here's the Southern Charm spectacle. Come take a look. It's like, no, the, in touristy towns, there's always like things, stores that have, you know, Charleston mm-hmm. merch, whatever. And like, why not Craig? Totally. I thought I was so impressed, like really so impressed and like so proud of Craig. Uh-huh. Um, and I just love Pringle. Like, I feel like he's kind of irrelevant, but like, I love him. No, and I ship him with everything every cast member what about Pringle and Naomi no I actually think I saw something between Pringle and Catherine <laughs> no they, and Pringle and Catherine kissed last season oh did they yeah and they both have kids like and Pringle and Madison even though and she's Catherine's engaged. not with that guy right now right Caleb no they broke up in real life right I mean if someone spoke to me like that I would break up with them the next day <laughs> like are you I don't care how fucked up you are like fuck off and also Caleb was a Ravenel no but he spoke when he was talking to um Vanita, he was not like bad. Like he no, was very balanced. Partner. Yes, he, yeah. he like he's a good. He was um, sticking up for Catherine, he, but he was also like extremely calm, and like that's what Catherine needs. Like he's a good complement to her chaotic energy, um, and I think he like grounds her in a sense. But she's a little out of control. Yeah. And the silk scarf didn't look good on the white jacket. I wish he wore a black jacket. It would have looked so much better. It was bothering me the whole time because it was like an ivory jacket and a stark white scarf. And like, it was just bothering me a lot. The whole affair and like all the... Silly. (laughs) Clown. Dressing to the Circus. Circus. And like to just like be in a big room where everyone's just like filming. And and at one point she's like, the music's really good. And we're like, what music? Like, you can't hear anything. It was a silly party. A lot. That happens a lot on reality shows. Yes, because they can't play music. They can't play music. They can only invite each other. They have to get like dressed up and it's just like weird this is a weird conference um also really sad about michael i hope patricia is like taking care of his medical bills i assume she is but that was really sad that was really sad and that was really gross with all the dogs Ugh, that's always happening in housewife like ramona's dog it's disgusting train your dogs like i 
Ugh, what, and we to look at the shit. Like, it's right. disgusting. Right. Why do they show it? They to do us? it on every fucking reality show. It's, it's disgusting. It's so gross. Okay, so now we know Patricia's house smells like dog shit. Right, and vodka. That was sick. Sick. Um, so it was a good opener. Yeah. I think there's a lot to come. Uh huh. Team Craig for life. We ride at dawn. Yeah. Team everyone. Yeah, but mostly Craig. Yeah. But also, what I don't understand is why Leva, who's also really good friends with Cameron, like doesn't have the same issue with Catherine that Leva is a shit starter. That's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you. It was my final point. The way that like Naomi had to be like, don't make it weird when I talk to Catherine. And she was like, no, I won't. So like, Naomi knows that about her. And then, with Craig too. And with Craig. Then when Catherine and Naomi started going at it, like Leva was the one who was like mediating and then bounced. Like, I think she's a shit starter. Yeah. I'm excited. I like her. So I'm excited to see what she brings. What kind of shit she starts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was Southern Charm Recap. That was your final show of the week. We are back in studio on Monday of next week. We have shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. And then it's July 4th. So we're off Friday and Monday for the long weekend. We hope you guys can get some time off too. Relax. And thank you for an amazing week. And thank you so much for listening to the Morning Tales of Millennium Morning Show. Oh, and our new episode of Breaking Bread is on Spotify. Today. In the app store. In the app store on Spotify today. You can listen to it on demand whenever. So if you're craving a little more toast and you've already got the live show and you already got through all the patreon episodes because there's so many and they're so premium head over and listen to breaking bread it was so much fun thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're listening to this on youtube make sure to subscribe and give us video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us more just like a five-star review. Better, beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing Friday and great weekend. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Bye.